Listener Production. Hello sports fans and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan and this is the next episode in The Scorecard's end of year specials for 2022 where I'll be taking a fast fun look back at the year of sport. Now, I've already walked you through the weirdest sporting stories and the greatest sporting comebacks of the year. But now, it's time to get controversial. I won't say anything controversial. Yes, welcome to Controversy Corner. The five most controversial sporting stories of 2022. And this was a tough, tough list to whittle down. So much so, I would like to give a couple of honourable mentions to three stories that, while controversial, failed to make the final list. Yep, did not make the cut. Firstly to Ben Simmons and the absolute chaos he caused in the first half of the year with his refusal to play for the Philadelphia 76ers, finally getting a trade to the Brooklyn Nets before eventually sitting out the entire season after back surgery. That sounds messy. Yeah, it was. And so was Netball Australia's decision that they didn't want a million dollars in sponsorship from Australia's richest person, Gina Reinhart, because of something her father said 40 years ago. Well, that's stupid. Yep, and of course there was that whole pride jersey fiasco at the Manly Seagulls. But, like I said, those stories stories didn't make the list. So let's get stuck into those that did. First up, to the cricket pitch. We won the T20 World Cup. We won the Ashes. We're number one in the world. I've never enjoyed coaching more. I still got sacked. Despite having coached the national side to a 4-0 demolition of the old enemy England in last summer's Ashes and leading Australia's T20 side to its first ever T20 World Cup title, Cricket Australia decided Justin Langer was not the man for the future. And while they didn't exactly sack him, they did only offer him a short-term six-month contract, which understandably Langer politely declined. Tell him to get stuffed. The fallout from the messy breakup has continued as Langer has spoken publicly about his disappointment over the whole situation, while questions have continued to be raised about just how sizeable a role was played by Australia's test captain Pat Cummins in Langer's accent. First of all, there's so many positives to to what Jail's brought to the table. Um, He's a perfect man for the times. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Um, absolutely loved working with him. Thought he was brilliant. Um, but I, I think you know, some of these skill sets are a little bit different to, to perhaps his um, traditional coaching style. And I think he tweaked his coaching style in the last six months. Did a really, really good job. Um, but we think it's you know, now's the right time for a different direction. And yeah, it's a matter of opinion, but we think it's the right one. The axing drew a line through Aussie cricket with people either being pro-Langer or pro the current generation. And with some wounds still unhealed, it's certainly worthy of a spot on this list. And speaking of coaches being let go... North Melbourne coach Alistair Clarkson has arrived home from overseas, vowing to clear his name amid allegations of racism. For most of 2022, AFL clubs have been falling over themselves to land Alistair Clarkson as their next coach. The four-time premiership coach with Hawthorne was the biggest free agent of the year, and when North Melbourne signed him, it looked like the fortunes of the long-struggling kangaroos were finally changing. And then... Shit hit the fan. The ABC has learned that an external review commissioned by the club has accused Hawthorne of separating First Nations players from their families and pressuring one couple to terminate a pregnancy. The ABC has spoken to three First Nations players and their families who allege the club bullied and separated families over a decade during the reign of four-time Premiership coach Alastair Clarkson. Clarkson, along with Brisbane Lions head coach Chris Fagan, were placed squarely at the centre of several explosive allegations in a report which was leaked from Hawthorne in late September. As a result of those allegations, both coaches stood down from their roles while the AFL sought to convene its own investigation. 
and like the Langer sacking, the story forced people into either believing the allegations or believing Clarkson and Fagan, both who strenuously denied the assaults on their character. Fags myself and Jason have been through a tough time over the last four weeks and yeah, just pleased that they've been able to identify a platform with which we can reveal some of the truth behind this and uh, then we get on to it. And as of right now, the AFL's investigation is not yet finalised, meaning this controversy is far from over. But enough of coaches getting sacked. Let's talk rugby league players and their extracurricular bathroom activities. The Newcastle Knights are investigating after video emerged of two of their star players being kicked out of a toilet cubicle at a pub. Toilet gate. Of course, it's on the list. NRL superstar and Newcastle Knights captain Caelan Ponga caught on camera being asked to vacate a toilet cubicle at a Newcastle pub with Knights teammate Kurt Mann by hotel security, who were surprised to see the clean skin player in such circumstances as the rest of the NRL community was. Despite the footage and the feeble excuse offered up by Ponga's father and manager Andre that his son was out celebrating a recent real estate purchase before he became sick and a teammate went to help him, Ponga and Mann both escaped sanction from the NRL over the incident, while the Knights were more than happy to side with their players on the issue. Oh, just because it's not a good look doesn't mean that, uh, doesn't straight away mean that somebody's done anything wrong. So let's just let that process run its course and we'll see what happens after that. So you can add toilet gate to the laundry list of items hiding away under the NRL's ever-bulging and growing carpet of misdeeds. Next, coming in at number two on the biggest controversies of the sporting year. We start with breaking news today. The latest development with the Saudi Back Golf League as Lib Golf announced an invitational series set to launch this June. Lib Golf Investments is providing more than $400 million in seed money to launch this series. Live Golf. The Rebel Saudi-backed golf tour with Australia's very own and self-confessed PGA hater Greg Norman as CEO turned the etiquette-filled golfing world on its head when it officially launched this year and in the process poached a host of big-name players away from the established PGA tour. I think this is the future of golf. I think um, it's been the same for a very, very long time and it needs to be stirred up a little bit. As well as reigning British Open champion Aussie Camp Smith, multiple major winners Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, and the ever-controversial Bryson DeChambeau have all made the switch, much to the chagrin of PGA loyalists such as Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. I hit what it's doing to the game of golf. I hit it. And the reason the Turncoat players made the switch? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. For the big-name players, Liv has reportedly served up $100 million US signing bonuses, with Tiger Woods reportedly knocking back an offer in excess of $8 billion to join the tour. Then there's the eye-watering prize money on offer per tournament, with young Aussie gun Jed Morgan the perfect example of the riches on offer. At 21 years of age, Morgan won the Australian PGA Championship earlier this year and pocketed $180,000 for his trouble. But for coming in tied 30th place in Liv's inaugural tournament in London, Morgan pocketed $222,000. So yeah, the money's good. You think I can't do basic math? But no coach sacking, toilet cubicle hopping, or even a rebel golfing tour could knock this controversial story off top spot on this year's list. 
Novak Djokovic is under police guard tonight on the eve of what will likely be his final showdown with the government. The immigration minister claims if he's not deported, the world number one will become a poster boy for the anti-vax movement in Australia. It feels like a lifetime ago that Novak Djokovic turned the Aussie summer of tennis on its head with his stint in an Aussie airport immigration interrogation room as he was detained on arrival in the country. Djokovic, the world number one at the time, was held under border force guard after he arrived in country with a questionable medical exemption for COVID vaccination and a reportedly incorrectly completed visa form. If he's not vaccinated, he must provide acceptable proof that he cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons um, and to be able to access the same travel arrangements as fully vaccinated travellers. So we await his presentation and what evidence he provides to support that. If that evidence is insufficient, then he won't be treated any different to anyone else and he'll be on the next plane home. There should be no special rules for Novak Djokovic at all. Then Prime Minister Scott Morrison weighed in on the issue that brought the summer to a standstill. Eventually, Djokovic was sent home with a ban from re-entering the country for three years. In his absence, Rafael Nadal won the Aussie Open and edged ahead of the Serbian for most Grand Slams won by a male player. Since the controversy, Djokovic has returned to tennis, defeated Nick Kyrgios in the Wimbledon final, and most recently had his ban on entering Australia overturned, which means we can probably expect him to land in the country in the next week or so. He's hoping he clears customs this time. And that's your Controversy Corner recap for 2022. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you then. Listener.